to a pleasure podcast for more from our sex podcast collective visit pleasurepodcasts.com if you are liking this tremendous trio in this episode i will be doing an instagram live with rachel and stacy of decoding couples next thursday at 4 p.m pacific time come join in and now some discounts Happy spring. In this episode, we talk about ways to initiate sex. And one way is through exploring and getting some new toys and tools together with a partner. The folks at Like a Kitten are amazing curators and they select beautiful pleasure products. Like a Kitten offers subscription gift boxes. So each season, you'll receive a new shipment right to your door with all the ingredients to spice up your sex life. For example, the spring subscription box is priced at $79, which is a great deal since the products in this box retail for well over 150. Celebrate spring with Like a Kitten as they are offering listeners 15% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash S and S or enter code S and S at checkout. Just go to likeakitten.com slash S A N D S or use code S and S to get 15% off these incredible boxes. Likeakitten.com slash S and S and the link is in the episode's description. Now to the episode. Thanks for tuning in. Sluts and Scholars is a sex-positive, shame-free educational podcast where we try to help you talk smart and fuck smarter. While we love to give advice and resources, please note that this podcast or any emails from us are not intended to be therapy or a replacement for therapy. Welcome back to another week of Sluts and Scholars. I'm Nicoletta Heidegger, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist and sexologist. And this week, I'm excited to welcome the duo of Decoding Couples. Decoding Couples is made up of two relationship experts, Stacy and Rachel, who happen to be licensed marriage and family therapists. In 2020, the duo realized they weren't alone in needing a new type of relationship space. And one year later, and Decoding Couples has turned the relationship self-help space upside down with a fast growing, following, relatable reels, tools that work, and a tight-knit supportive community. And they have been so sweet to shout me out on their resource list. Welcome, Stacy and Rachel. Hi. Hi. Okay. So you've got this masterclass out right now called Stop Fighting, Start Talking. Um, Let's talk about that. Tell me more. Yeah, so this is our free masterclass. It teaches individuals and couples really how to start moving past those previous fights, the past hurts in the relationship that really keep you stuck and keep you from moving forward and wanting, you know, getting the healthy relationship that you want. So we know how those cyclical cyclical fights can really just hurt and damage and linger. So we came up with five straightforward to the point steps to start, (laughs) um, to help you start working through these conversations. So we walk you through it. Um, what, regardless of what partner you are, you're the partner that hurt the other person. You're the partner that is hurting. We tackle both sides. Like nobody gets off the hook here now um and you get those clear scripts like everyone mm-hmm. has a role in this so it's not just the person that's like hurting like stacy mentioned or the person that like maybe did the wrong quote unquote you know our master class really gives everyone an assignment so that you stop having the same damn fight over and over again that's the master well, class yes and i mean we in my practice and i'm sure in y'all's we i like to tell clients that like the fights are not often about what they seem to be about so yeah. like what's the dumbest fight quote unquote dumbest because you know there's underlying stuff what's the dumbest fight you've ever heard and then i'll tell you the dumbest fight i've been in 
Oh my God. I'm like ever heard or been in this. Yeah. Ever been in personally or heard in my office. I think a blowout that I, that comes up to my memory is one about how someone put away a dog leash and it ended up in like a conversation about a divorce. Like it went, yeah. Like it, like it went on and on and on, but it really led up to like, Oh, we don't want to be with each other. And I was like, okay, so we're not, it's not, wow. just, it's not dog leash. Okay. Great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. My partner and I have been in fights over like food for our daughter. That's not about food for our daughter. Sure is so you're like arguing about like mac and cheese or dino nuggets, you know, but it's really dino nuggets. all the way, all the way. And um, what do the, what do the dino nuggets really represent? Oh my God. How deep, much time we got? The deeper unmet attachment ones we all carry with us. Right. This is actually like a, th- a dual therapy session. Yes. That we're gonna I was going to say, did you, should we just send you the invoice or <laughs> it'll be a trade off. Yeah, I uh, I call these the towel arguments with my clients mm-hmm. because I feel like it's like you left the fucking towel on the floor again. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yes. Um, probably the worst one I've had with my partner was about pie. Um, and so <laughs> we were driving up to Lake Tahoe, I think, and we stopped in this like small town on the way up. And there was this really cute little like diner, pie shop, whatever. Like the only thing to do in the town was like eat cute little small town foods. Mm-hmm. And so I was just eating all before dinner, Froyo, whatever, you know, whatever was on the little like one street town. Um, and then we go to the restaurant specifically because of the pie. And of course they had like chicken fried steak. So I was like, I got to get that with the extra, you know, double baked potato. So I was full. Um, and so I- I'm looking at the pie selection. I didn't finish my dinner and I I'm about to order the pie and my partner's like, but you didn't even finish your dinner. <laughs> And I lost Lost my damn (laughs) mind. I like left the restaurant, went back to the motel, left him with the bill and like, so sweet. He came, he came back and had a a whole list of all the pie flavors that he had memorized and was like, okay, they've got these pies. And I was, I was still upset. uh, And I was like, if you love me, you would know that I only would want apple or pecan. (laughs) (laughs) This relationship is going nowhere. (laughs) But the actual fight was about like feeling controlled, having someone talk about food stuff, trying to like control me around my desires and things like that. So it was like, and it ended up being a good conversation. And luckily, luckily we worked it out, but uh, I love, that it's all started over pie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel seen right now. That's like, this one. is great. Really we don't even have to talk about, we were, we just exchange how yeah. human we all are yet. We get paid to help other people through it. Yeah. So I'm feeling good. Yeah, that reminds me of the Vanderpump Rules episode where he's like, it's not about the pasta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just keep saying we are trash TV watchers. Yeah. 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 We're Bravo. Bravo. Yeah. Bravo it is. I mean, how else do you keep like make space for the reality we all intake professionally than projecting it into like really horrible versions of that on Bravo. We <laughs> yeah. love you, Bravo, yeah. but yes, thank you. Vanderpump rules. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's, I mean, I actually didn't even go to school. I just have learned all my therapy training from Vanderpump Perfect. rules. Right. Yeah. That's, Here's that not to do. That's why we recommend this <laughs> podcast so much. <laughs> so since, uh, the class is free, can you yes. give me some top tips, um, that you tell folks to help them to stop fighting and start talking? I like to call it like helping people fight fairly. Cause I yes. think, I think fighting quote unquote is important, not hurting each other, but like, it's important to put an effort to fight for your relationship. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
Go ahead. So our, I think the biggest thing, and we talk about this a lot on Instagram anyway, but our, our very first step in any of this is timing. And we want to make that very, very clear and have this be like a skill that's accessible to any individual couple, any relationship is that when you are hurt, when you are wanting to work through a difficult conversation, you have to make sure the timing is good. You have to make sure you are regulated. You have to make sure your partner is not walking into an important meeting or they just fell asleep and now you're waking them up with the most intense info that you can. Uh, yeah. So that is like, that's step one. And we go into it of how do you, how do you check in about timing? How do you come back to it if timing is bad, but really starting in a way that sets you both up on the right foot to even have these tough conversations is a huge key and i think where we have probably messed up personally in order to say like if you don't do if you don't start on the right foot it's not going to go anywhere right it's, it's garbage gonna... fire pretty quickly yeah, yeah. so we te- like teaching the timing i think is really like a good a good component a good key yeah and then why you're hurt the hurt whether it's like an issue of like how you guys spot um, I don't know if somebody said something really offensive or hid something from someone, you know, whatever it is, that's just kind of keeps popping up in your relationship. You both feel differently about the way it has impacted you individually and relationally and getting that established. I think that's one of the thir- first things we go off of is why are you hurting and sharing that with each other? Because the way you're hurting is not how your partner's hurting or how they see your hurt. So we got to lay it all out first. And these are things that we don't take the time to do when you start the conversation. Just go in and go, hey, I'm still fucked up about this. Not helpful. Not helpful. Not a lot of info there. Yeah, there's that acronym. Maybe you go over it that a therapist are taught called HALT. Mm-hmm, Have you mm-hmm. heard that halt? Yeah. So it's like, don't have the conversation if you're hungry, angry, lonely, mm-hmm. tired. I think it's tough though. Cause if someone says to me like, Hey, when would it be a good time to talk? And you're like, well, now I have to fucking know what we're going <laughs> to, what it is that we're going to talk me about. Now. I'm not yeah. regulated, but tell me, <laughs> but tell me exactly. That's so hard. <laughs> <laughs> so don't follow our masterclass if that's you, but otherwise, yeah, come on in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh so God. what else? We've got the timing. Uh, what else? I think I think something something that is different and helpful about our masterclass is talking about the different roles. So we not just teaching, okay, this is how you express your hurt in an appropriate, like healthy, helpful way. Um, But also if you are the partner, if you fucked up, if you know that you are like the cause of the hurt, we teach you what to say what's not to say, like how to be the active listener that's going to make your partner feel good. So this convo can move forward and you both can heal, right? Because how many things get derailed, but what didn't happen that way? Well, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, you're overreacting, right? And then it's just mm. shit hits the fan. So, oh, that's um, the wor- that's the worst one. You're overreacting. I'm like, mm-hmm. you want to see overreacting? Yeah, I will you're flip emo- this you're emotional. Like <laughs> challenge. Hold accepted. on, having an aneurysm. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Rela- so, or relax. Ooh, I'm kind of guilty of saying that. Though I'll be like, hey, relax, relax. and then I just watch my partner like grow 19 feet because of like the heat that's coming out of them. I'm like. But look, I think it's good for people to hear this coming from therapists because it it is a muscle. Like this is a work in progress. It's much easier to teach it because we're not heightened in y'all's, you know, conversations and arguments. So I think, I think you hit the nail on the head with the first one about the timing and something that I do with clients like really early on is teaching them about like nervous system 
how, how to track their nervous system, how to regulate themselves and how to co-regulate each other and like facing each other to see if they can like track small minuscule changes in each mm-hmm. other's like body language and face. Mm-hmm. Because if you can't tell that you're starting to get worked up or you can't tell that your partner's starting to get worked up, you're going to keep going past that good timing zone. Yes. Real quickly. And then people say, right, it's almost kind of an excusable thing. Yeah. I just go zero to 10, you know, Oh, I can't tell when I'm angry. It's just blind rage. Cause I do think there has been this normalization of being that angry and it being acceptable and being that disconnected to your body. I just got triggered. Mm -hmm. I was just so triggered. It's like, no, we're all like, yes, there's levels of depth and trauma, but like, we're all, we live in LA, like we're all triggered. Like it's pretty much of this traffic out here. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not an excuse though, to just go off. Yeah. What are some of the worst things you think you could say, I think you already listed some of them, but worst things you could say in a fight. So not fight fairly. Oh, I mean, personally, like if, or, like, if you, lo- if you loved me, you'd know that I loved pecan. And apple. That's, <laughs> that's a tricky that's one. A no. That's a no. That's a, that's a <laughs> specific. It's a very specific one that'll, that'll get you going. But I think that, but I think the, the threats of relationship that like, if you love one me, or if you love me enough, if you blah, 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 mm-hmm. like a, an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. weaponizing and incom- incompetence we see that a lot too you know of kind of being like well obviously this isn't done therefore this means something crappy about you this means something negative about you or who mm-hmm. you are which really is kind of a version of what contempt like left unchecked mm-hmm. yeah you know the Gottmans talk about with the four horsemen which when we were talking earlier off air if gone, you know, unresolved does go into abuse, like verbal and emotional abuse. So Mm -hmm. a lot, again, I think we normalize saying shitty things to each other during these fights, not staying regulated, not having these steps. And sometimes, and a little more often than I think we'd all like to admit, we excuse some pretty bad behavior that turns abusive. Yeah. Yeah. And when do you think that like, it does go from like, oh, we're just poor communicators who need to work on our communication to like, this is emotional abuse and you should leave on the other end of the spectrum. Because none of us are really taught. I mean, they can be if they take your masterclass, go buy it uh, or go get it for free and then take the other class. But I think, you know, none of us are taught how to do this. So like I have empathy. I understand how people can get to that level of emotional abuse and manipulation. But like, yeah, what's the difference between just like poor communication versus abuse? And like, when should you consider not being in the relationship? So when we talk about, I guess, like fighting tactics or when things become unfair, yeah, like sure, somebody saying like, relax when you're heated, that that's going to be a no for me. Um, or the one fit out the door or even the like, well, you do this, right? That's like I do this, you do that. In all of those times, it's it's unfair fighting and it's unhealthy and it's not going to be productive. Not sustainable. Um, yeah, not sustainable. Yes. And you're still keeping who your partner is intact. And I think that that is the biggest, that is the biggest difference. When it switches yes. to your lazy piece of shit. Well, we're just going there. Yeah. Right. But well, you, you never did this. Like no wonder so-and-so didn't you're, love you. Yeah. You're psychotic over this. Yeah. You're st- stupid, crazy. You're a bitch. You're, you know, whatever. Yeah. When it, when you start attacking 
the partner's character and the core of who they are. That's what we talk about when it crosses the line of like, this is just unhealthy fighting and you're not going to get anywhere to being like, that is damaging to who your partner is and is damaging the trust and respect within your relationship that can be irrecoverable, especially if it has chronicity with it. Because there are one-offs. People do make mistakes. We understand that. We are not perfect therapists, perfect partners, perfect human beings. Yeah. And when you get into fight or flight, like your capacity to socially engage and communicate goes right out the window. Like that part of your brain is off. So like, yes, that can happen. That can happen. And when you're repeatedly doing it, that's, I think, another qualifier into that abuse kind of category where you're repeatedly doing it in order to what? In order to sway, control, even if it's controlling, you know, the the feeling that you're not going to leave me or that I'm going to get you to do this thing or I feel so crappy about myself. Whatever it is, there is a level that you are choosing, like Stacey said, to degrade and take down who your partner is in order for, and that may be trauma-based, that may, and that we understand and have empathy for that, and it's still abusive. Yeah, I really, I really liked what you were, what you were both were saying too, about the like taking away from the person's like identity and who they are, because it sometimes emotionally abusive comments or behaviors aren't subtle, like the ones you were listing, but sometimes they are more subtle of like Mm -hmm. trying to keep people away from the things and people and events and stuff that are important to them. Um, and so I, I think what you said, like, seems to be a really good general rule is like, if this is a questioning, a challenging or a controlling or manipulation of who you are, who and what's important to you, that's when it's getting into like more repeat dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. And, but even before it gets there, you should probably still work on your communication. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Before it gets there. And yeah. again, we, you know, if it's in abusive situations, safety is so prominent at first, but we're hoping for, you know, some situations are, are workable, but it takes willingness. And if there's not willingness, you do you boo and get out. And if it's safe enough to get out, you know, cause that's a whole different realm that we also just don't want to act like here, masterclass will save that or, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, because, some of that stuff is just really hard to break out of. Yes. Willingness. So that kind of leads me into my next topic, which is one that y'all talk about a lot. And that is, um, mismatch libidos and also initiating sex. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head, which is like willingness, right? Like most of us, I, I think you would agree. Most of us are with somebody who has mismatched desire and libido because we're all different people. And there's so many things that can affect our sexuality. So I don't think I can name more than one couple who seems to have like it matched almost perfectly. And like, (laughs) yeah, they're like, it's like the rarest thing ever. So, um, yeah, tell us about what you're seeing with clients and then kind of in your community around mismatched libidos. Oh my gosh. Where do we start? Do we have three hours to have this podcast? Okay. I was just checking. (laughs) So I think that I'll just speak from personal experience throughout life. It has changed. Like initiating has changed. My role in initiating has changed. And depending on in all truth, how well connected or not well connected my partner and I are, are my willingness changes yet I can still, I am still resentful if they're not initiating or initiating, initiating in the way I like, which kind of screws us, no pun intended. And I don't think we talk about that a lot. Like it's one thing to 
um, I don't know, nag my partner. I know you don't like that word. Um, <laughs> about not initiating the way I like, but if I'm also not connecting to my partner, I'm usually not as forthcoming about that information. So I'm kind of like biting us both mm -hmm. in the, in the situation and making the cycle go on. So it's not just a phase of life thing, but it's also where we're at that my initiation preferences change as well as my willingness in the, in the nice stuck cycle we get into. I don't know. How about you? Yeah. Well, I think, yes. So much of what it, <laughs> yes, well, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so much of, of, I think what gets missed when people have complaints about mismatched libidos or sex life or initiation or who's doing what is looking at the bigger, fuller picture of the relationship, like what Rach is saying. And it's so not just about what's happening in the bedroom. It's how things are getting filled outside of that and emotional intimacy and thoughtfulness and generally meeting each other's needs on the day-to-day -day basis. Because if that's not happening, but then you have the expectation of somebody just like wanting it all the time or initiating all the time, it's most likely not going to happen unless you're that one couple that you're just simpatico all the time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so much of that has to do with everything way before the bedroom. I guess if you're tuning in for the first time, I would invite you to go back to a an episode from last season with Ian Ferguson, who talks about erotic blueprints. But I think sexuality, libido, I, I really have a hard time when people are like, oh yeah, I'm just high libido and she's low libido. Yeah. Because sexuality is a biological, psychological, and sociocultural yes. fluid mechanism. And so everything from the relationship to our culture, to your socialization, to the way your body is changing and the way it's functioning, to potential pain, to like physiological concerns, all of that is impacting. And then your erotic style, all of this is impacting things. So it's not so simple as like, oh, we're just mismatched. Um, so there has to be a willingness to like learn about these parts of each other. But something that I like to do with clients and I'd love to hear from both of you is to ask them, how do you like to be initiated with and how do you prefer to receive rejection? Yes, That's a great question. How do you all prefer to be initiated with and how do you prefer to be told no? I don't prefer to be told no. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> that is not going to that's just gonna be a no. So I like to, I like to opt out, unsubscribe of the no, and circumvent that entire thing. I appreciate your honesty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, well, nobody. But that's the thing, right? Nobody does. And yeah. is there a way that would leave us feeling like? <clears throat> Okay, I don't I hate like, myself. Uh, Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> if you are liking this tremendous trio in this episode, I will be doing an Instagram live with Rachel and Stacy of Decoding Couples next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific time. Come join in. And now some discounts. Happy spring. In this episode, we talk about ways to initiate sex. And one way is through exploring and getting some new toys and tools together with a partner. The folks at Like a Kitten are amazing curators and they select beautiful pleasure products. Like a Kitten offers subscription gift boxes. So each season, you'll receive a new shipment right to your door with all the ingredients to spice up your sex life. For example, the spring subscription box is priced at $79, which is a great deal since the products in the 
Madness box retail for well over 150. Celebrate spring with Like a Kitten as they are offering listeners 15% off and free shipping when you go to likeakitten.com slash S and S or enter code S and S at checkout. Just go to likeakitten.com slash S A N D S or use code S and S to get 15% off these incredible boxes. Likeakitten.com slash S and S and the link is in the episode's description. Now to the episode. Uh, I think if there is a... <laughs> the, the only the phrase that's coming to my mind is a promise of return, but I don't think that's what I'm really trying to say. Uh, I think for me, it feels good if there's a plan. If it's a no right now, like maybe we can try again tomorrow or I need this in order, you know, to be open to it later or tomorrow or Do you this need a weekend. promise of sex or just a promise of intimacy, like any kind of physical intimacy after? Would think, it be okay? Yeah. I think, yes. I think any intimacy, anything that's not just like a straight cold no, no. and then you just feel shut down. So knowing that there is some kind of hope, we'll say, for intimacy, whether that is actual sex or just being close together, I think for me that feels better than just a rejection, just a no, and then we go our separate ways for the evening or the day or whatever it is. I like I like a little cushion after the rejection. Okay. What about you? I'm good with a hard no. Is that surprising? Yeah, no. no, not at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm good with like a straight, like, no, I don't want to. Um, yeah, that's, I don't have feelings. So that's fair. <laughs> fair. Okay. I am how, yeah. How do you, how do you think you've gotten okay at maybe accepting that? And how can, what are some tips for others to like, not take it personally? I was born that way. Yeah. Pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that this is probably a, a win in that it one of with like just a trauma history, but that I had a parent that was just very positive about sex and sexuality. And so I had confidence with my body, with myself, very low shame, very early on. And so no felt really normal and still to this day feels normal because I know that that's not about me. I don't feel rejected. Even if we're laying together naked, making out, I'm not like I am a horrible person or I am disgusting. So I honestly think it comes from just like knowing that like, no, I'm a sexy ass, you know what? And this is just not, you're not in the mood and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. but I have a hard time with rejection in other areas that Stacy can spend six hours telling you about, so <laughs> this is just not one of them. But, but that makes sense because I come from a really different background around sex. Like I didn't, I never had a sex talk. We like, we didn't like, that was just not a thing in my household. So I do think that there is different insecurities for me that does like padding does feel really nice. Not that I think it's like my fault, but like there is something that that to have a little extra like safety around sex and intimacy. Yeah. Because there was, there was stigma, there was shame. There was a lot of question marks around it. So that makes sense. Thanks Stace. Mm -hmm. What about you? How do you like to get rejected Nicoletta? (laughs) Also no for me. Yeah, I think I I love the like shit sandwich technique as I yes. call it to my clients. So yeah. like the the nice thing and then the shit and then the nice thing. So like hey, I love you so much. Like it's so nice to like feel how much you want me. That makes me feel great and um I'm just like really tired right now and like thanks so much for for respecting me and um tomorrow when I'm feeling less tired, like I would love to finger you in the shower. <laughs> 
Oh, and Boom. Then, there you go. And then you get your little, the plan yeah. after that yeah. you like, you wouldn't you love that? Yeah. Uh, not right now, but let's finger bang later. later. Yeah. I also like, I'm a fan of the, and I had some folks on the podcast before who talked about, um, like a sex menu. Uh, I think they called it sex every day. And so mm-hmm. I'm a fan of like, you know, especially if you know, and I've talked about this on the show before. So go back to some of those episodes, responsive versus spontaneous desire. So if you know that you're more responsive and your usual MO is to like, when you're asked to immediately like bristle, cause you're like, Oh, I'm not in the mood to like, see, well, can we pick something else off the menu or are you open to getting turned on? So not to say that I think sometimes, of course, a no should just be a no. Mm -hmm. We don't want it to be rapey and non-consensual here. Um, A no is a complete sentence. And if you're open to picking something else off the menu or if you're open to doing something else, I also like that suggestion. Not as like a oh, well, at least just give me a hand job kind of vibe, but more like, okay, but I'm really missing, I'm really missing you. Is there something else we could do so that we could feel connected? So I I think that feels nice too for the person asking to get in touch with like, what's their intention? If they just want to like jerk off, they can go do that on their own if they just want to get off. But if they're like, oh, I wanted to do this with you because I'm missing you. And they just said that underlying desire, I might be more likely to be like, oh, well, how about we just cuddle for a while or chat a little bit? And Mm -hmm. maybe that will fill that need. So I think it could be like a no and or a yes and. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We, um, in the relationship roadmap course, we kind of created a similar model to the, what is it? Sex everyday menu. Mm -hmm. So it was, yeah. Um, we call it stoplight intimacy where there's like the red, you know, that is hard nose closed off, like not not happening no matter what's going on green, which is, as you can imagine, both parties are a go, let's do it. But encouraging people to be in the yellow light zone, which is, yeah, like mutual masturbation, one person masturbating, cuddling, starting sex and stopping and figuring out as a couple and individually what that yellow zone looks like for you. So it doesn't have to be, yeah, you're ready to go at a moment's yeah. notice and everybody smells good and it's working really well. Um, right? like <laughs> okay, what? so we know one of your turn-ons. Yeah, <laughs> <Obviously. good. laughs> um, yeah. yeah but it's what it, what is that, yes, what is that menu or what is that yellow zone that can be a really great form of intimacy? It's non-threatening it's and it's normal. normal and just can be different every time that you get to look at and pull from individually and together and how healthy that can be for intimacy building. Yeah. And I think people get in a lot of trouble when they don't think that there's a yellow zone or they don't even yes. think that there can be a yellow zone yes. because then that's when you start seeing folks avoiding all touch and all oh, intimacy yeah. and all compliments and all checking each other out because they're like, I don't want this to always lead to sex mm-hmm. uh, or like, you know, penetrative stuff. Like, I don't want this to lead there. So then they stop connecting in any way. And then yeah. especially the person who's wanting to maybe connect physically more they're like starving for, for it, or they're both feeling lonely and starving for it. Yeah. I mean, even there's so much misinformation right around, Oh, well, I have high libido. Like you said earlier in the show, like, I don't trust people that say like, I just don't, you know, I have a really high libido and it can't just be met. Libido is, you know, there's arousal, there's desire, there's separate things. And I don't even think those conversations are happening. You can be aroused. The body can get wet, get hard, blood can go, and you may have low desire or your desire may not be caught up with your arousal. If we were talking about that, I think 
a lot of people would have a lot less shame. We would have mm-hmm. way more understanding and empathy. We would be in the yellow zone way more often because it's not just like you're either ready or not. It's not the light switch, like the popular song that's on the radio that the kids are singing. I like that it's, song. I knew you would. This song, you turn me on like the light switch. It's basically yeah. inferring <laughs> that um, a certain anatomy, I'm just, I can't like get on hands, just good. <laughs> Just like that. Here's the noise for it. I'm just laughing at myself because I like only listen to songs from before like 1995. So I'm like, what is this? You're not missing anything, but apparently it's catchy. Wait, also just saw that Petey Pablo followed you. Okay. We, we, okay. Frankly, you understand. Christina, Yolanda. What I was doing during that song when that song came out, we will not talk about. No. But I have, can we put out there? Oh, I was in middle school getting boners on my butt, freak dancing on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah, we were all freak dancing to it. I was like, you guys are innocent compared to the shit I was doing, but I digress. (laughs) Can we just say, though, side note, that this is only, like, one of the best days of our lives? Yeah. He is also the nicest freaking fucking person on the planet. He sent us a video through DMs saying... He videoed us. Saying, like... Because we had said, like, thank you, you made our week. And he was like, you know, it's all about reaching out and doing the nice things to make people smile. Like, the world would be such a better place if we all just went out of our way to make people smile. Like, keep doing what you're doing, girls. (laughs) It was great. So can we... Can we expect an Insta Live with Petey Pablo? I'm thinking no. I think Petey, because we, so I, we did that reel and then we invited Petey to be a collaborator (laughs) on it because we used his music. We wanted, you know, it was a trending audio. We wanted to give him credit like three weeks ago. Yeah. And he, at six in the morning started. And my husband even said like, it's probably Petey's, uh, assistant that's not even like real and we i didn't care we storied about it today like it was awesome and then when that video message i gotta tell you i feel like we could take on the fucking world right now yeah like it's true i feel i got gold running through my Uh, veins i almost forgot and then you reminded and i'm just so excited (laughs) but i love your reaction like you understand how deeply amazing that is yes yeah Oh, yeah. I mean, I think before I even knew I was into, like, daddy stuff. Like, you got the, how you like it, daddy? How you like it, daddy? What'd you do from the front? Yes. yes. Okay. Like, yeah, anyway. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, anyway. I know. Well, I'm really glad to be part of your... You got to be part of your special day. Um, okay, so before we have to wrap up, let's go back to um, favorite ways to... Favorite or least favorite ways to be initiated with. Mm. We were just talking about this in our personal lives. So my husband and I are back. We are in a good spot and working on our sex life. And so the other day I was like, you know, I just want you to sometimes like I just walk in or maybe I'm like doing something and you just take charge and like initiate and just like, let's go to town. And he gave me like the biggest deer and headlights look of like, <laughs> what the, like, what are you talking about? Cause I'm like all about needing to be like warmed up lots of consent, lots of permission. Like I have a trauma mm. history and here I am in this part of like my growth in my life. So it's very, throw me against the wall. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm like, don't even say my name. Let's be someone else. Like I literally was like, just don't say much and just come for me. And he was just like, oh. I'm sorry. What? So going back to your original point, it changes throughout your life and what you're going through, but that's how I want to be initiated with. I don't want to have to plan shit. I don't want to have to ask for shit have a plan and then execute it with me. 
Yeah. That's what mm. I want. Yeah. Okay. I, I, lo- I love that you, I love that you said that because I think I have so many folks who don't want to be asshole partners, which is a good goal to have. Mm-hmm. And because of that, when they hear their partner say one thing and they say, maybe I don't like that, they listen. And so in some ways, that's great. <laughs> you want to listen. You want mm-hmm. someone to be responsive and with sex, things change. So yeah. not to like ask them always like, well, do you want me to throw you up against the wall now? How about now? Has this changed? Oh my but God, like, I, <laughs> yeah, but, I, but I hear that maybe it's important to have check-ins, right? To be like, is this still the way that you like to be initiated with? Absolutely. Or like, or just if someone tells you and they change it, to listen to that and not get stuck on an old narrative. And if you are stuck on it to ask a follow-up, like, Hey, in the past, you've said, you don't really like this. Like, I just want to check in with you about that. And it's exactly what it led to. He was like, what shifted? And I was like, I feel so much safer now. Like emotionally, Mm -hmm. we're in such a better spot. I'm working on my own stuff and individual therapy. And so it's allowed this part of me. I'm a very sexual person to kind of ask to ask for this in a way that feels like really exciting and safe instead of fearful that that could happen. So a hundred percent, it created a, di- a, a conversation, not just a demand of being pushed against the wall when I come home from bringing home groceries. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. How do you want to be initiated with? Really? Anyway, at this point, <laughs> like at this point in my life, I think I could really Always. go at any point. Um, I think what's a no for me. Um, I really value my sleep. So I think if, if we were like going to sleep, like that's going to be a no, you know, in my mind is like set on yeah. like, I'm if you going. love her, let her sleep. Yes. yes. Like I'm no, no, I'm yeah. going to bed now. Like I'm not going to bed. I'm like going to sleep now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that would be the only thing that would really piss me off. But I think at this stage in life, yeah, I'm good to go. <laughs> could be quick could be I love that for you from the front maybe maybe your uh maybe your hubby can just do a like dino nuggets <laughs> you know put the dino nuggets in a 69 oh God, position you should, and just talent just you say just, hey that's impressive Okay. Oh my god! How- Dino Nugget trail them from oh the door all the way to the bedroom, or like however we're making Ellie's dinner that night. However, oh the Dino Nuggets are just set up is like. And you know what? I don't know what kind of partner you have. I apologize. I said hubby, so I don't want to assume. But whoever yeah, your partner is, Dino Nuggets. Yes, yes. But like the Dino Nuggets are also sex sexing. Yeah. So that would yeah, be exactly. Like, yeah. It's a little Dino yeah. sixty nine, and oh, then he just kind of yeah. winks at you across the table. Like a little and Dino you know, Nugget foreplay. And this. Yeah, and and. And he's respecting that, you know, dino nuggets are superior to the mac and cheese. So there it's coming go. full circle. There you go. Full circle. You really tied that together. I am really beautiful. <laughs> I think my least favorite initiation is the, um, I don't think I've ever had anyone really give me the boob honk, but like the uh, adult equivalent of the boob honk where it's like, we're not doing anything. And then it just goes straight to like tits or you never pussy. had that. Not like, I don't think unless it's my jokingly life. my partner hasn't been like honk honk and really expected oh, sex okay okay <laughs> but like yeah like the literal honk honk but like definitely the like coy you know get you can tell they're like hungry mm-hmm. and they're kind of being weird about it and then it's like instead of just being like hey i want to have sex with you it's like this awkward reach around and then you know like getting too touchy too quickly and i'm not uh-huh. even in that headspace i'm like i bristle so hard at that but lately 
I've been better. Like if that, I think my partners know not to do that anymore, but I think lately I've been better about being like, okay, I'm having an initial bristle reaction. I'm going to take a breath mm-hmm. and I'm going to be like, Hey, I need much more of a warm up than that. And so I like advocate for it. So I think it's not a hard no anymore, but sometimes it immediately puts me in like a defensive for sure. Uh, and, and letting yeah. your partner know that it's not a hard no, I think is really cool to hear, right? That like, I'm saying I need more time isn't a rejection to you. I'm letting you know what I need so yes. that you can meet that need with me. Like that sounds yeah. like inclusive and exciting and still mm-hmm. means there's opportunity versus yeah. taking it as like a, you did it wrong, which I think um, a lot of partners do, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cause it, but it's, I think it's, that requires a lot, has required a lot of self-regulation from yeah. me yeah. because usually it's like, I get annoyed and then I'm like, ugh, right. And then I have to like regulate myself to be able to be open to be like, oh, okay. But we can, I see that you're reaching, like, let's talk about it. As opposed to, I think sometimes if you're in a really resentful place, it's hard not to just be like, no, forever. <laughs> Forever. Forever. Yeah. Forever. Done. Down. No more dino nuggets for you, Stacey. No. Yeah. Separated. Um, well, I feel like there's so much more we can talk about. Slash, we'll have to meet up later to uh, do yes. some free therapy yes. exchanges. Yes. Part two, whether it airs, is, we'll see about that. <laughs> um, but how can folks uh, follow what you're doing? Check out the masterclass, buy the relationship roadmap. Um, be your okay. buy you dino no nuggets yes <laughs> yeah we'll start a separate GoFundMe for the dino nuggets but uh i think best way to access all of that is through our instagram which is decoding underscore couples link in the bio has all of the good stuff from your one click away to that and then you know you can watch our shenanigans in our relationship with pd pablo Obviously. and all all things other relationships yeah on instagram our website's decodingcouples.com as well that's another mm-hmm. another easy way please name this episode the pd pablo episode that pe- <laughs> so people really understand what they're getting the freak into. yeah freak freak the leak. Leak. freak the leak with decoding couples that's a request <laughs> that I think we can do that. Um, and <laughs> listeners, again, if you want to follow what I'm doing, I'm on Instagram at Sluts and Scholars, on Twitter at Sluts Scholars. You can listen to episodes wherever you get your podcasts or check out more at slutsandscholars.com. Uh, don't forget to check out the advertisers and Decoding Couples. Thank you. Thank you.